Hi, my sweet Sam. Hi, everyone. Hi, Alana. How are you? I'm good. Hey, listeners. How is your week going, Sam? It's crazy, actually, because I have a large piece of news. Let's hear it. I got a job. Yes, I'm so happy. This is so exciting. They're so lucky to have you. Seriously, Sam. I'm so relieved. And I'll tell everyone a little bit more about it. I don't start for a couple weeks, so I want to wait until I start. But I will say I get to stay in the editorial field, which is such a relief. I thought I was either going to have to switch fields or literally my other option was moving to Australia. Like I was having such a terrible time finding a job. I was going to move to a different continent. <laughs> a bit dramatic, but still, I was pretty happy about it. Just head on out over to Australia. See what see what the land holds over there. But yeah, so the week's been honestly. I start. I found this out late last week. So coming into this week, I definitely feel like a little bit more relieved, and like I feel like my downtime is almost like good net like. Before, when I didn't have a job, I always felt like I wasn't doing enough in my downtime or like I should be like spending eight hours. I should, you know, finding a job is a new, is, is a job in itself. So I just felt like I wasn't doing enough. And now I feel like I'm on spring break or something because I'm, I'm going to start a job. So now during the day I can read and go to the pool and I don't know. Have some time to yourself. What a concept. I know. My God, not feeling guilty for downtime. Someone teach me how to do that. Yeah, seriously. No, but I'm, I'm so happy for you and I'm really excited. And that's a major win. So I'm glad we started off. We got to acknowledge that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how was your week? It's good. Guys, this is exciting. The podcast is om- almost at 30,000 downloads. That's crazy to me. That, that is crazy. Want to listen to me tell you all my deep dark fears? <laughs> <laughs> no, in all seriousness, it does. It is vulnerable and it is sometimes scary. But I think for this community, just being able to have a safe space to feel like we're not alone and to understand these small little things or yeah. big things a little bit more is just so important, you know. And so we're glad that it's you guys are finding community in it too. Yeah. And I will say like, this is why I love when everyone leaves reviews because like sometimes I do end the podcast thinking like, Oh, I probably shouldn't have said that out loud to an audience or, you know, stuff like that. And it does make me a little bit nervous. And then I read a review where someone found something I said helpful, even if it's just one person that is enough validation for me that I should be, you know, continuing to be vulnerable. So Totally. I'll get a message being like that one, like it'll be one comment you said or something and they'll be like, oh my gosh, you know that one thing Sam said in that episode, like same, I felt so validated. So I really do feel like it's just nice to not feel alone. Yeah. And speaking of reviews, this past week, Alana and I were talking about like what a wonderful community this is and like how exciting it is to hear what you guys have to say. And so we were trying to figure out a way to get people more involved. And she came up with the best idea. And so do you want to tell them? Yeah. So we're going to be doing a giveaway for a one-on-one ADHD coaching session for one of you guys with me. So the way to enter into that giveaway is leave a review. Tell us what you're thinking about the podcast um, and give us any feedback you have. And then you'll automatically be entered into this giveaway. Do you want to tell them kind of like, 
what you guys will talk about, like what they have in store if they win? Yeah. So in this introductory coaching session, what we do is we chat a little bit, get to know each other and where we're coming from in terms of our ADHD journey Mm -hmm. and where we're at. So we want to acknowledge and identify where we're struggling with our ADHD the most on a daily basis, what impacts us so that we can work together and brainstorm some different solutions for moving forward. Once you guys submit a review, go ahead and send a screenshot to the Instagram, absolutely.adhd, just so that we know who it is, because I know that sometimes those don't have like full names on them. And so we want to make sure that we're able to track who if you guys, if you do. And I can attest to the introductory course part. And I did one with Alana and I will say a lot of my job success came from, you know, outlining all of the things that we did during that 45 minutes. So, you know, I do think it's like, if you guys are looking to take your ADHD education to the next level and get maybe a little bit more personal with someone who has a ton of experience in the field. That's, that's you, Alana. That's the person that has a ton of experience. Um, I definitely think it's a really, really good investment of your time. Thanks for saying that. Yeah, no, I think that it's really helpful also. And sometimes we just need to process things out loud. And especially when we have a lot of different things going on, being able to set some goals with someone else, have some accountability and be be able to really just sift through these thoughts together, um, I think can be really helpful. So yeah, so go ahead and leave us a review and send a message to absolutely.adhd and we'll go ahead and let you guys know next week um, who the winner of that giveaway is. Yay. Our first So (laughs) we get into what do you want to talk about today? Yeah. So today I wanted to talk about the, what feels like the magnetic pull towards distractions and instant gratification and just how significant that is. Maybe go a little bit more into depth on like why that is, but I just, I wanted to chat about it more. I know we did at the beginning of this podcast, but I feel like we have to revisit it. Well, I mean, it's such an all-encompassing thing, and it affects every single person every single day. So it is really important for us to revisit this kind of stuff. Like, I'll tell you guys, I will say, over the past week, I have had a particularly difficult battle with body confidence and my weight and the way that I feel and the way that, like, my clothes fit on my body. And I think... I don't know really what happened or like why I feel this way, but I do really struggle with the instant gratification of food, mm-hmm. food, you know, and I believe that food should be looked at as a medicine, you know, as a way to fuel your body and, you know, whatever, you know, and all of that is to say, I do think like it's important to eat the stuff that makes you feel good, but also the stuff that like is really delicious and that you want. Like I'm not advocating for denying cravings at all, but I do think a lot of the time I look for instant gratification through food and it really throws me off track. Totally. And it's really difficult because I think we look for that instant gratification through a bunch of different things. Like refreshing social media. Just constantly refreshing social media, choosing to do certain tasks that probably give us a little bit more dopamine than the one that we should be doing. Um, Also like going, like this might be a niche thing, very specific but like going back to a person in whether it's a relationship or a friend or whatever like romantic or familial that isn't good for you but gives you instant gratification even though you know it's in the long run not like what's best for you totally yeah I think that dopamine deficiency 
plays a huge role in relationships and the way that we approach relationships. And so just to recap, you know, I've, we've mentioned this at the beginning, but I'm, I'm, if any of you guys are new, of course, like ADHD involves having lower levels of dopamine. Dopamine is like that feel good chemical, the thing that helps us feel motivated and the thing that helps us like move towards our goals and plan and prioritize. So if our brains have less of that, then they're technically like wired to constantly be seeking that out. So our brains are constantly seeking out dopamine through the actions we take, through the tasks we do, the thoughts we have, the behaviors we engage in, all the things we just described. Yeah. And I love this reframing thing about dopamine quickly that I think you'll find really interesting. And it like helped me figure out like where dopamine plays a role in my life. Instead of thinking about dopamine as the happiness chemical, you should be thinking about it as the motivation chemical. Mm-hmm. Like dopamine is the chemical that motivates you to do something, even though it does provide happiness, instant gratification, that kind of stuff. Like when you think about the way that dopamine plays a role in your life, it's more, it motivates you to do stuff versus other stuff, you know? So yeah, I think you're so right. And I, when in the context of ADHD, I bet most of us struggle with procrastination in this respect. Definitely. Like I think that's probably the biggest issue. Definitely. And going back to what you were saying about it being the happiness chemical and how it actually is, um, you know, more about like motivation, everything we'll think mm-hmm. about it when we're engaged in, in something that makes us feel good that automatically gives us that feeling of like, Oh, Hey, I want to continue doing this, you know, like this is working or this feels good or this feels productive. I want to keep going, you know, it really is tied together. Yeah. And I want to say too, that just because you are struggling with procrastination doesn't mean that you don't want the thing. So like, let me explain this. I have a friend and she is so smart, so intelligent is going back to school. And she's applying right now to a really good university as a transfer student where she'll go in as a junior. And she has known that, and the transfer application is due March 15th. She has known for a year that she wants to transfer. And she has known for a year that the transfer application is due March 15th, 2023. And she is just now writing her essays. And I think, and her writing is phenomenal. Her ideas are great. Like she's going to do fantastic. But we were talking about this And I think her procrastinating on writing the essays has nothing to do with how much she wants to go back to school. And I think that so many people who don't suffer from this or struggle with this are quick to say, oh, well, that means that, you know, going back to school must not be that important to you. That is so could not be further from the truth. And that frustrates me a lot when people say that. I'm so glad that you brought up the concept of importance because that is one of the most frustrating things. It's not about something being important or not. We have to realize if this is a chemical imbalance of dopamine, then our brains, what our brains identify as important is the things that give it dopamine. It's not, it's not that it's not that the other thing isn't important. It's that our brain chemically identifies these other things as really important because again, it's like, it's wired that way. That's how our brain works, you know? Yeah. And like with this whole of me applying to jobs, like finding a job and finding a career that fills me with passion and also pays me enough to live was at the top of my priority list. 
but there were days when I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I couldn't dedicate the time. I either just didn't want to, or it wasn't at the top of my priority list for that day. And I struggled a lot with these internal, like, oh God, I feel really guilty. I feel bad about myself, like that kind of thing. And it was just, you know, now looking back on it, I was my harshest critic. Totally. And it sucks, you know, like I hate, I hate that those two things are intertwined, importance and prioritization. Sometimes it is that easy, you know, but sometimes it's not. No, it's so difficult because we have that super significant pull towards these other things that give us dopamine. Like it's not just like, oh, I'd rather do that. It's, it's so much more than that. And, um, something that also is like super important to mention, like this is why so many people with ADHD do struggle with like substance use or things like that. Or even like, I think of like caffeine addiction, you know, like, and that's for me, you know, I'll crave a coffee or whatever. And then like, I just, I keep needing more and more caffeine, you know, Yeah. because it's just that instant, like this helps so right away in the moment. But yeah. those things that you were talking about, like the skills it takes to see out our goals, like to like organize and focus and focus our attention, all these things we're trying to do, it needs dopamine. So because we have low levels of dopamine, it's so difficult, you know? Well, and this feels like such a self-fulfilling prophecy. Like, I don't know how, and for me, I don't know if there'll ever be an end-all be-all solution to figuring this out and making it easy. All I can say is that some days are easier than others, you know? And just all we can do is kind of acknowledge how our brain is working. Like, I like to think of it like the ADHD brain kind of has its own set of rules. It's not that it's incorrect. It's not that it's right or wrong. It's it's its own set of rules. This is how our brains work, yeah. you know? And so we just kind of have to know and understand that so that we can, you know, move forward or like choose when we can like push through these discomforts of not giving into the instant gratification versus like when we need to just like take a moment. Wouldn't it be so great if the universe was set up for our brains? If we were in a society that <laughs> like recognized like appreciated and celebrated these amazing things about us and worked with us with the things that don't instead of just punishing us for totally. not conforming to every I mean I'm just like I'm, I would be unstoppable no I think of traditional education like in yeah. school just how dumb I felt all the time and it's you want to know why it's because I couldn't do I couldn't prove my knowledge in a Scantron test in a 10 minute or a 20 minute increment. Like I had like time sensitive. I had one chance to prove everything I knew. And honestly, it was mostly based off memorization anyways. And then it's like, you're, I left feeling so stupid. And then I realized that there's actually all these other ways that our brains are really unique and it works differently, but it just wasn't set up in a way for me to feel good or successful. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I feel like a lot of the time I try hard on this, you know, in this space to not be like, I don't really know what to do. But when it does come to seeking out dopamine, it does feel a little bit like I don't really know what to do. And all I can do is just roll with the punches and listen to my body, you know? Totally. And I think, you know, with that, just also identifying the healthy forms of dopamine and the not as healthy versus like the ones that are like aligned with our goals versus the ones that don't. And that's not to say never do these other ones. Like I think we need, you know, social, no. Okay. I don't think we need social media, but I think giving ourselves time 
to just oh, yeah. engage in those like cheap forms of dopamine can also be helpful. We just have to like revisit and be like, is this relevant to my yeah. goals? The problem is when it starts to affect your life as a whole, like overall, keeping you from achieving your goals, you do something and instantly after the instant gratification, you're like, I really shouldn't have done that. Like when you start to feel really, really bad is definitely when it needs a little bit of extra TLC, like some more attention and thoughtfulness from you. But I think, you know, for me at least, one of the bigger problems I struggle with tangential to this issue is how cruel I am to myself when this happens. Like the self-talk. Totally. And I think about this too. It is it is so easy to be like, oh, I wish I didn't do that. Or, you know, yeah. I regret that. And something that I'm personally working on is acknowledging that like, if I have more clarity about a situation after it happens, like if I can acknowledge and say, you know, I kind of wish I didn't do this. It doesn't feel great. If I have that sense of clarity, like that's still progress and that's still moving forward. And I know that that's way easier said than done, but that is a helpful mindset shift for me. Like, because it it really is difficult to have that feeling and then want to just fix everything and be like, well, I have to change it all now and everything. And it's like, no, we can sit with that discomfort and that, that feeling of knowing, okay, I wish I handled that a little bit differently but like I have more clarity about it. So let's move forward with that information now, you know? So I think this is really interesting and I've been kind of reading more about it recently. So I just wanted to talk about it on here because I think it's really relevant. So people with ADHD, when the part of our brain that's responsible for mind wandering and kind of like that um, daydreaming and that creative thinking, that, that place where we're just letting our mind wander a little bit is much more active than people without ADHD. So this makes a lot of sense. Like, I think this is also why ADHDers tend to be like so creative or like out of the box thinkers is because that part of our brain is Mm -hmm. so active. And this is called, if you guys just want to look it up, it's called the default mode network. And here's why it's interesting. Pretty much like our brains, when we're just allowing ourselves to think without being so task focused or without like having a specific goal in mind, our brains work so much better. And so for me, I see this all the time with, you know, I'll like sit down and be like, okay, I have to plan this coaching session or I have to write this caption about this concept. Mm -hmm. And the thoughts just don't really come. It doesn't really work. I'm sitting at my desk and it's just not working, but then I'll like go to the gym or something and I'll be walking on the treadmill. And all of a sudden the thoughts just like start pouring out in the best in the most best order like it makes so much sense and I whip out my phone and I start writing in my notes like really quick and I'm not kidding you I can't tell you how many captions podcast episodes like things I've planned while letting myself just walk like without the pressure of being like no you have to do this like that's when our brains work best yeah I mean why do you think people get their best ideas in the shower or when they're on a walk or when they're like not at their desk Exactly. Exactly. Also, we put so much pressure on ourselves. We talk about this a lot, like how your environment affects you. And I put so much pressure on myself when I'm sitting at my desk to be like, this is productivity time and there can be nothing else that's happening during this time. But like, that's just not like the life is not as black and white as that. It's not. And I think if, you know, this concept highlights anything, it's that we need to let our brains kind of think in that that less confined way, like just let ourselves be in the way that 
works for us. And obviously that's not everyday life. We have things that we have to do. We have deadlines. Yeah. But if we know that that also is kind of a strength for us, you know, we might want to build in some more time to let ourselves do that. Yeah. I can't tell you how much that's also helped me just in my business and just being able to like lean into the fact that my brain works that way, you know? Like a lot of the time therapists will do therapy sessions on walks with their clients mm-hmm. because they know that moving and being active and being in a different environment that isn't as stressful as sitting in an office is more conducive for healing and therapy. I mean, I don't think all therapists do that, but you know, there are some that work like that. So I think it's great. So that part of our brain responsible for like daydreaming, this is the opposite of the part of our brain that is functioning when we're focused on a task, right? It's the opposite. So we have the part of our brain that kind Mm -hmm. of wanders and then the part of our brain that focuses specifically on a task. Usually it's more like goal oriented. For people with ADHD, these two parts are like um, competing for attention. That's just cruel. Which totally explains, I mean, that's just when we really think about what that is, that's distractibility, right? This is why we feel that magnetic pull to kind of let our brains go to this other more active place. Am I making sense? No, that makes a lot of sense. It's just unfair. (laughs) Like, I don't know. I mean, it makes a lot of sense as to why that happens and- It does make me feel a little bit better about my inability to focus sometimes, but it's just really, like, it makes me angry because it feels really unfair. Totally. And I think a lot of us do know that distractibility is relevant, but it's like, this is kind of why, you know, because we have this persistent urge to go back to these, or to go to these other distractions. It's giving us instant dopamine. It's the way that our brain wants to work. It's our, you know, we want more stimulation. So it totally makes sense. But it's really difficult. And so I just thought that that was so interesting because for someone without ADHD, it does make sense. It's kind of one or the other. You're either in this mindset or that mindset. For us, they're literally competing with each other. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, fun. that makes a lot of sense. It's a good scientific brain explanation for something that we talk about a lot, which is I feel like even when I'm there, I'm not there. Totally. And this is the thing that I think is just so important. And this is really why I even started this you know, started coaching is because I felt like there just wasn't this conversation of like, what is ADHD? Like a lot of times it's just, you have ADHD. Okay. That's it. Like you have trouble paying attention, but like no one sat me down and obviously no one sat anyone down. No one said, but this is what your brain's trying to do. When we know what our brain is trying to do, it's so much easier to work through it. You know, it's so much easier to not be so nasty to yourself about it. Like, oh, I should be doing better. I should blah, blah, blah. I should blah, blah, blah. I mean, it's like when you get sick or like the flu or COVID. Yeah, you shouldn't be sick, but you are, you know? It's just like, why is it so easy for us to understand physical ailments? But the minute that anything happens with our mind or our motivation or something, it's like automatically our fault. And we're lazy. Yeah, and we're lazy. And it sucks too, because I think a lot of people that we hold to really high standards in our lives, like parents, teachers, mentors, friends, stuff like that, a lot of the time they don't understand. And so it can be really, really easy when they're like, oh, you're just not working hard enough to be like, yeah, I'm just not working hard enough. Yeah, we start to believe those things that we hear for so long, you know, or like, oh, if only I would apply myself, (laughs) like all these things that we've heard for so long. You just need to focus. Yeah. That's like whenever we always say this to each other because it just makes both of us laugh. But 
I'll call Alana and be like, I'm anxious. And she'll go, don't be anxious. (laughs) Obviously, but it's so funny to us when someone's like, don't be nervous. I'm like, oh my God. Wait, don't be anxious. How did I not think about that? What a great idea. I think it's really difficult to, to like, it's easy for us to say, oh, but just do what works for you. But I think it's harder to actually do what works for you. And which is what exactly what we were saying. Like, we're just not really how our society works. Our society doesn't really allow for like flexible thinking like that. It's very much like hustle culture, nine to five, do this, do that. You know what I mean? So, I I mean, I don't, it's not disheartening for me because like it does, if our society is inherently set up for people, not like us, then great. I'm just going to swim upstream, you know, it doesn't matter anyway. So I think it's actually like kind of a freeing thought, but it is, you know, you do need a little bit of gumption and like self-confidence to just be like, I know the way my brain works. I can confirm that I feel like this. So I'm just going to try being a little bit more individualistic. I think that's the only solution, you know? Totally. And just giving ourselves a little bit more space when our brain isn't doing the exact things we want it to, like sometimes just not always forcing it and just like allowing it to just be you know which is really all we can do and have like nice communities like this where it's like a safe space to share these like weird small specific thoughts lean on the people that you trust you know take a break if it's not gelling and I will say Alana and I this is our second time recording this podcast this episode we had to restart because our first one just wasn't I don't know what was happening, but it just wasn't. I could not form sentences. They just were not forming at all. I guess my point is if it's not working, take a break, walk away, and try again. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Um, This was a good conversation. I'm glad we talked about it. I think we swing, like, we really briefly mentioned it a lot, just that instant gratification and dopamine, but I think it's it's helpful to, you know, go in depth a little bit more and just kind of read them. Put some context behind it and what it actually means in the way that our brain functions. So it's always for me, at least the more information I have about something, the less scary and confusing it is. So, you know, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So make sure to leave a review because I promise, I promise, I promise you do not want to miss out on a free coaching session. Thanks, Sam. Yeah, definitely. We're excited to hear your guys' feedback. Um, and yeah, hoping you guys all have a wonderful rest of your week. Have a great week, everyone. And we'll talk to you next week. Bye, guys. Bye.